what day is it? Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's been one long week, but it's been a great week, you guys. Uh, lots going on. Lots going down the pipeline. Um, we're going to do some regular stuff, housekeeping stuff first, and then we're going to jump into Devil on the Shoulder, Life After Lockup. This show stresses me out. I just, I just want to always say make better choices. Why can't we just make better choices? Anyhow, uh, support the show. Support the show wherever you're watching the show. If you can take a minute and hit that thumbs up button, that'd be awesome. Bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show. And uh, without people like Olivia, Vanessa, Tricia, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, I see Nia in the live chat. Uh, Raydella, hey girl, hey. Uh, Brianna, Crystal, I see her in the live chat too. Hey girl, hey. Nicole, Amanda, hey girl, hey. I see you as well. Jalisa, Dr. Jalisa. Uh, Angela, hey, better days, hey. And welcome C. Cruz to the, the melanated Patreon family. Donna over at Anchor FM, and uh, you guys, appreciate the support over there. Uh, we had a really good interview with Charlie and Meg, so I hope you guys have had a chance, my Patreon subscribers, to watch that because it's explosive, and it was just, I was de decompressing all day yesterday. Um, so definitely make sure to check that out. How are you all doing? How's the week been? Has it gone by since it's September 30th? It's October 1st tomorrow. Um, Amanda said, I just finished. I have thoughts. Yeah, it was an explosive interview for sure, you guys. For sure, for sure. Um, but we're talking love and lockup. Love after lockup. Life after lockup. Lockup today. So let's just dump, jump into it. Um, they start the show off with Sarah and Sean, and you guys already know how I feel about Sean. Like, he just creeps me all the way out, like 100% all the way out. Not so sure why. He kind of gives me, like, serial killer vibes, but I, I don't know. Something about him just gives me the creeps. Anyway, Sarah's not feeling him. That's the vibe I'm getting. She's not feeling him. She's at home with her daughter, Abby. You know, we're reminded that um, she got locked up when Abby was six months old. And then, you know, six years later, here she is a, a toddler and she's two months out of prison. She's trying to rebond with her baby Abby and spend time with her mom and, you know, reacclimate to the world and get her hair did, nails did, everything did, did. She wants to do all that. Um, cause she, you know, she's missed everything. She's missed all the baby milestones. She doesn't really know her daughter. So she has to reform that bond. And she's really just watched her kid grow up through pictures, you know, probably maybe a little bit of video here and there. And she, you know, Sean's not feeling it. Sean feels like all the time should be his time. Sean, no one told you to move to Ohio. No one told you to abandon your kids. No one told you to quit your job. No one told you to do all those things for somebody you had never met in real life. So that says a lot about you and who you are as a person versus what's going on here with Sarah. I personally think Sarah's making the right choices right now. And I keep saying, make better choices. What is she doing? She's trying to bond with her mom, you know, reintegrate into society, bond with her daughter. And she's like, you know, F this dude. I don't even know him. I don't even know him and I don't even feel like knowing him. And I can't forget what she said last episode when she drove away and called him a psycho. Your gut tells you, I always tell you guys, trust your gut instinct. Her gut is telling her something is not right with this dude. I'm not try trying to spend any alone time with him. You know, if I can continue to have a prison type relationship where we text and email and perhaps talk on the phone, but never see him in real life and he sends me money, mm, I'm good with that. I think that's what she's trying to do here. So then they show, why did I need to see him getting out of the shower? Unnecessary scene. He's getting out of the shower. He's sad. He's lonely. He hasn't seen Sarah since her release. He rented a two bedroom house thinking that they're gonna live together. Are you crazy? You didn't even know her. You had never met her. What made you think that she was going to actually move in with you? No. What made you pack up and leave your thousand kids for some lady that was just getting out of prison that you didn't know? It's very bizarre to me. It's very bizarre. 
So meanwhile, um, he's just complaining that, you know, he's been talking to her and texting her. She cancels every time that they have plans because she's busy. Um, and he just feels like he's given up a lot to come out there. No one told you to come out there, Sean. You made that choice on your own free will. You decide on your own that that's what you're going to do. You're going to pack up and leave your children and your responsibilities to go chase some pussy. So that's on you. Um, so we know that he got a job. Good for him. He's working at a, a automobile shop and, you know, he talks to his ex Kelly all the time. Now, listen, he needs to just go back and try to get with Kelly. Kelly's the only one that is going to put up with his nonsense, known him for years, has a gaggle of his kids, knows that nothing is, is really that great. Right. But the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't know. So you might as well just go ahead, pack up your shit, Sean. Go back to Kelly because you call her every day because you're lonely. She's the only person that will take all your calls and listen to your nonsense. So what's the pro She's the mama, baby mama. What's the problem? Because you're still faking that you're 36 and not 46. You're still faking that you don't have a thousand kids. You only have one or two and you don't remember because you've lied so often and you think that the grass is greener on the other side, my friend, the grass is not greener for you because I'm not sure what you're bringing to the table, except like weird psycho vibes. So anyways, um, he's talking to Kelly. Kelly's trying to explain to him it's weird that you know, you've been here all that time and you know Sarah's not trying to see you. And she asks all the pertinent questions. She's like, you know, has she asked for money? Yes, she's asked for money. He's already sent her five to $6,000. When he said that, you guys, I I wanted to vomit in my throat. So did you save that same five to $6,000 to your multiple children? Did you send that same five to $6,000 to the single mom that's taking care of your kids full time while you gallivant in Ohio chasing after a tail that doesn't want to even be with you? I'm curious. Did you send that same amount of money? You put the same amount of effort into your kids? Ridiculous. So, um, Sarah, mind you, you know, she has some friend. What's her friend's name? Stacy. Again, with the better choices. So, Stacy is her bestie. Stacy's the best that she met in prison. And I'm starting to see like a total theme here with, with this show is like all your friends are prison friends. Like, you're outside, can't you make some other friends and maybe put your past behind you? I don't know how it works, you guys. I'm just saying like, if you're out in their words, the free world, why don't you make some free world friends instead of like your prison bunkie? I mean, I get that, you know, you probably bond and it's like a sisterhood, brotherhood, all the thing could, but you know, you're supposed to leave the past in the past and move forward. I don't know. It's weird to me. That's all I'm saying. It's weird that everyone has prison friends and that's all. They all just hang out together. It's, it's weird to me. Like, don't you run into people that weren't incarcerated? And can you, I don't know. Anyhow. So <clears throat> um, her friend comes over to do her hair. She's getting her hair all done and dyed red. And you know, she's telling her friend that Sean has been dedicated to her, sends her money, even when she doesn't want to see him. And yet she feels like a little pressure for him because he's always trying to see her. and She just really doesn't want to. Um, and the friend's like, well, you know, you kind of kicked me to the curb. You got this random dude to pick you up from prison. Meanwhile, your best friend was here and you kind of were like, am I? And she's like, I know, I know. He just made it sound so good. And it's Basically, as soon as she saw him, she's like, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so funny. <clears throat> so Sean's super pissed, still talking to Kelly. Kelly thinks that he's a dumbass, thinks that he's getting, like, being, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, his chain is being yanked, all the things. And he is like, well, you know, I moved here for her. I want to be with her. And, you know, I think I'm just going to give her an ultimatum. Either, you know, she sees me or it's over. Dude, you haven't seen her in two months. Do you think that that ultimatum is going to work? Do you? The only way it's going to work is if she thinks that that money that you've been sending her is going to be cut off. Then maybe she'll come. 
but she's going to ask you for more money before she comes, just in case it's the last time. So it's very odd to me that you're all like, I'm going to give her an ultimatum. I changed my life for her. I love her. I want to be with her. And she should split her time between me and her kid because I'm just as important. No, fool. You aren't that slick. You're not that important. She don't, mm -mm. Sarah don't care about you. Okay? At all. Um. <clears throat> Oh, Patty says, another YouTuber reported that she's taking recovery, self-care, and parenting seriously for now. Um, I believe it. I feel like she probably is. Amanda says, girl, milk that dummy for whatever you can get. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Sean and Deontay should hang out. I think that that might be a, a good fit. Clearly, they're about just giving their money away to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. So maybe those two should be besties. Maybe learn a few things from each other. I don't know. So, <clears throat> um, Sean, um, <laughs> Sean calls Sarah and you know, they're talking and he's getting a little bit of an attitude with her and he wants to see her and he can't understand why she's so busy, all the things. And he wants to know if she has another man because like, I'm just here and I'm in my house and it's a two bedroom and I'm by myself and I'm lonely. I'm doing my dishes. Dude, go make some friends. If you decided that you're going to go to Ohio and it's not working out for you with this girl, then pick a different girl. You have a job now. Make some friends at, at the job. You know, while you're while you're working on a car, that some woman who's come in who's like a cougar, age appropriate for you. Why don't you just kind of like be like, hey, let me take you for coffee and go from there. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Hey, Misha. Hey, girl. Hey. <clears throat> um. So. She's like, you know what? You're sounding ridiculous and you're pressuring me and I'm focusing on my daughter and I just really wish you wouldn't pressure me. And, you know, money doesn't buy love, Sean, she said. So he decides that he's going to go ahead and continue to give that ultimatum again. And listen, y'all, that ultimatum is going to backfire in his face immediately, if not sooner. That's what I think. And I think that Sean should just pack up his shit and go back to his kids. Spend some time with your kids. All the time that you're chasing this woman, two months, you could have spent two months with your multiple babies. Now to Stan and Lisa, who are just the craziest couple that I've ever seen. Like I, you guys, when they went into, I'm jumping ahead a little bit just because it was so shocking to me. When they went into that church, I was like, is that church about to explode? Because these two demons. Anyhow, Stan says, and I had to I had to write it out because I, Stan is like an anomaly to me. I don't really quite get him. So he's supposed to be this rich, multi-millionaire widow who had like a 30-plus year wife, super successful, into stocks and trading. But he's so friggin' basic, you guys. He's like the most basic bitch I've ever seen. And I'm trying to figure out, is he so rich because he's so basic? This fool said he is Am Serdexus. So because he's Am Serdexus, he doesn't know what hand to use when he's spraying on butter to his bread. Now there's so many things wrong with what I just said there. I'm going to say it again. Stan says that he's Amserdexus as he's spraying on, what is it called? I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> okay, let me pull it together. I, I don't understand this dude. So, He's making his gourmet breakfast. The last I heard, Lisa was leaving, right? She's leaving. She's giving him 48 hours 
to this to buy her ten thousand dollar ring and to propose. Now this bitch shows up the next day, and so I was I was like, weren't you supposed to give him forty eight hours to figure out what he was doing? But you're back. Did you bring your garbage bag full of stuff? Okay, Lisa's back. She decided that she's gonna spend the night with her brother Rick. She did some soul searching with her Bible and realized that God doesn't give up on people, so she's not gonna give up on Stan. What, Lisa, what? What did you say? Are you trying to tell me that God, because God doesn't give up on people, you're not gonna give up on Stan? Because I personally think that you're not gonna give up on Stan because Stan in your mind is a millionaire and his money is your money. So I'm not sure how your Bible jumped into things, but I'm kind of thinking it's not quite your Bible, but it's more like someone's wallet and you ain't got shit and he just bought you a car, he bought you a bunch of clothes and you realize sleeping on your brother's couch that that shit's not cutting it, so that now you're back. But I could be wrong. So they sit down. They sit down, they're having a tat tat tat. Stan says, I love you, Lisa. I wanna be with you. I apologize for everything that I did to you. And she's like, well, what exactly are you apologizing for? What exactly did you do? Well, you know, I, uh, I just apologize. I was, uh, I was talking to my ex. I was, uh, I apologize. Okay. Well, you got caught texting your ex-girlfriend, Tina, and that's why she's mad, which I'm surprised she's mad at because she's doing her own side chick stuff anyhow. And so it doesn't make sense. It's like the, the pot call, calling the kettle black. It just all doesn't make sense to me, but hey. She's like, well, you know, I thought we were exclusive. And he's like, well, I didn't say we were exclusive. Do you want to be exclusive? She's like, well, I live in your house. Obviously we're exclusive. And then the camera, she's like, well, it's exclusive because I wasn't with any guys. So that's exclusive, right? Lisa, why are you just as crazy as Stan? Why, why? You know what exclusive means, or maybe you don't. I don't know, but that is definitely not the de definition of exclusive. Then she gets mad that, and this is weird too, who does this? You're in your house, you have a mantle, and you have this weird shrine to every girl. And I don't even think it's every girlfriend. I just think it's every girl he went somewhere fun with. He keeps a picture and like this weird shrine to remind him of all the good times he's had with all these multiple women. You know what? All these multiple women probably used you like Lisa's using you right now. It's really weird for you to have all those photos up. It, and I, would, I wouldn't be mad. I would just think you were a weirdo. Like, what is this? And why do you need this? Why do you need this confirmation every day to look in your face? So Lisa gets mad and uh, asks him to take it down. He's like, okay, I just didn't think it was a big deal. It didn't look like a big deal. Amanda says, uh, that looked like a lot of different women in many years. I wonder when his wife died. Facts. Facts. So she asked him to take it down and then um, he does. And then she wants to go to church. Now, <laughs> they're gonna go to church, I'm assuming to get like couples counseling, right? So they're gonna talk to the pastor and they're gonna pray together. And Lisa wants him to like change out of the jeans. So she really just wants to be very conservative looking and you know, church appropriate. Fine. They get to the church. Now, the one thing I want to bring up too, side note, because you know, I could tell you I get distracted by interesting things. I find it interesting that is it is there like a an inmate 101 book that you have to as soon as you get out, the car you choose has to be a Mustang. Why do they all drive Mustangs? It's we, Mustangs are great cars. Don't get me wrong, I love them. But like why do you all have Mustangs? It's weird. Unless there's like, hey, this is the cool car. And then I think 
if they'll have Mustangs, like, do the cops know that inmates always buy Mustangs and then they look for Mustangs? Like, I had a whole conversation in my head. Um, so they're driving in this Mustang to the new church that she found on her own so that they can pray together. Um, and they get there. Lisa admits that she's never really been a religious type, but she found God this last time that she had a prison stint. So not any of the other multiple times, but this last time she found God. And while she was in prison, she really felt she had a spiritual connection with Stan, which I find fascinating. Like, what were you all talking about? Because I'm looking at this Stan and this Stan doesn't seem like that Stan at all. So they get there, they sit down and they, when they sit down, you guys, I just, Here's what, here's my honest thought. I thought someone in production thought that this was going to be a really great idea, but filming it, it looks crazy. You can tell that those two have never stepped into a church in their lives. That's, that's the vibe I got. And so they're sitting there and they're doing like this half prayer, hail Mary. I don't know what they were doing, but it was uncomfortable and made me uncomfortable. I was just waiting for something to explode. So, um, but hey, you know what? The church accepts you how you are. They welcome you with open arms, all the things, and no one is perfect. So that's my disclaimer, right? We're all broken in some way. And so that's what churches are for. So um, <clears throat> Pastor Jackson comes out. Y'all, hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm Pastor Jackson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What can I do for you guys? Well, Lisa says, you know, we met before I went to prison and then I went to prison and, you know, we met for ungodly reasons and we met on an app that, you know, basically you pay for sex. And the Stan's face was like, it was like he was, his whole body was short circuiting. He was like, well, I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> he doesn't want to look like a fool in front of the pastor. So then, I don't think that's true. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's... And then Lisa's like, I have the messages to prove it. The pastor says, wow. <laughs> wow. That's what I would say too. Wow. Wow. So pastor says, well, you know, by the sounds of it, <laughs> Misha says, Stan looked like a deer in the headlights the whole time. Facts. And Crystal says, Lisa said, we are not going to lie in the Lord's house. Not today, Satan. Not today. Tomorrow, maybe. But not today. So... <clears throat> Patrick says, wow, he's floored, right? Then he says, well, it sounds like first you have some foundation issues and then you're trying to build on a foundation that's not a real foundation. Um, and then, you know, so you're gonna have some problems. And then Lisa says, oh, and by the way, there's also some other issues because I found out about him messaging his ex. And she's like, you know, I really want a commitment from him, but I don't know if I can trust him. And Stan's like, well, you know, I still think we have a really good basis for a relationship. And then Lisa's like, nah, you just want sex. And Stan's short circuits again. Uh, we haven't even had sex in a long time, Lisa. <laughs> okay, poor Stan. Poor Stan. Okay, let me get me. This show just cracks me up. I can't even take it, you guys. I can't even take it. So the pastor says, you know what? It really sounds like there's some underlying foundation issues. And Lisa's like, yeah, I'm not happy. And Stan's like, well, you know, when I met you, you were a happy person. And then she turns to him and says, 
yeah, I was happy, but guess what? You make me miserable. Everything about you makes me miserable. Who you are, the way you are, basically, bitch, I can't stand you. I just want your money. I don't want to have sex with you. I hate your guts. Can you just write me out a check for a million dollars and call it a day? And can I just live in your house, peace and quiet? That's what she, but she really just said. I used to be happy, but you make me miserable. I don't like who you are. I don't like the way you are. You make me miserable. That's what she said. I was just reading between the lines for you guys. She feels like he's deceived her for the last eight months. She feels like he isn't who he said he was. But Lisa, neither are you. Neither are you the same person. You came in there. You went on that site knowing that you were looking for a sugar daddy, knowing that he wanted sex, you wanted money. So I'm not sure why you're so confused that he's sticking to his end of the deal and you're all up in arms about your end of the deal. If you don't want to do it, part ways. Oh yeah, Amanda says, also on the drive over, Stan's jacket got caught in one of her weave strands and got stuck, LOL. Yes, that is so very, very true. And I wanna talk about something real quick. Let me just find it for you. Guys, so this is gonna be a little bit of a spoiler alert. I talked about it a little bit last week but I want to elaborate on it. And so I brought back this one screen from last week so we can remind everyone and be all on the same page as I talk about the next. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't wanna be spoiled, then my bad. <laughs> so uh, Starkism last week uh, reported that Lisa and Stan are indeed over and they've been over for a little bit of time now. And it appears that the relationship between Life After Lockup, multimillionaire, which, you know, I say that very loosely, Stan Smith and his sex fetish prison bay Lisa has ended. Either that or they have welcomed a male convict to participate in their risque basement games. And indeed, you guys, <clears throat> it's over between Stan and Lisa. Everyone meet Todd. Todd is her new boyfriend. She went Facebook official, which I, actually, I won't even say that. She went Facebook official with Todd. And I'm trying to just pull up some of my notes about Todd because Todd is fascinating. So Todd is Todd Michael. He's 50 years old. And um, what do I want to say about Todd? He's 50, he has a prison record himself. And, sorry guys, I just lost my spot. Um, he's got his own list of convictions. He has three felonies, um, most of them for drugs, drug-related felonies. And um, he has a... Uh, DUI from 2019. He is on probation and has a probation status update uh, hearing for next summer of 2022. He has some very extreme, I'll say, political beliefs, but he makes sure that everyone knows how he feels with those bumper stickers on the back of his car. And they're apparently super happy, living La Vida Loca. Uh, all the things, all the things. Now, here's something else. So le this, these pictures are um, from like a few weeks ago. Now, guys, I want you to brace yourselves. I want you to brace yourself because... Lisa has had a makeover. She's lost a little bit of weight and she's feeling herself meet the new Lisa with her new blonde bombshell hair, her new look, 
this is her new look as of like the last few days. So she's rocking a new look, living her new life with her new bae and all the things. <clears throat> and she is happy with her new man. Let me know in the live chat what you guys think of her new look. And also, uh, if you're watching the replay, definitely let me know in the comments and I'll check them out uh, when I can. But yeah, she's she's living her, her best life, y'all. Living her best life. Sending out revenge porn, all the crazy things. <laughs> Better Days says, whoop. Dopey Dope has no words. Raydell is like, no. Amanda's like, it's a no for me. Uh, Amanda says the body looks good, but she cannot figure out her hair. Yep. So on to uh, John and Christiana and their mama Tammy. So they're venue wedding shopping and looking at this opera house place and thinking like this is going to be where they're going to have their wedding, the wedding of their dreams, all the things. And uh, the lady that's helping them talks about, oh, we can do this set up here. We can do open bar here. And John's like, oh, no, no alcohol. She's on parole. And I was, I didn't know that. I didn't know if you're on parole, you can't have alcohol. Is that for all of them or is that for people that have substance abuse issues or have substance abuse felonies? Because that's what I think it is. That would make sense to me. Regardless, no alcohol. He wants to actually bring his own non-alcohol to the wedding, which I don't know about you all, but I've planned plenty of events in my life. And I'm going to tell you that venues usually say, hey, we can supply the non-alcohol, but you're going to pay for it. I'm not going to let you go down to Costco and, you know, pick up some Coke and Pepsi products or whatever you drink, bottled water, and bring it to the venue for free. Because they make most of their money from the alcohol and the open bar. So this little idea of John's to shop outside the venue, I thought was funny. Um, Christiana's like, I'm going to go for a smoke. I'll be back. And, uh, meanwhile, she's thinking about her sister, that same sister, Tara, who tried to kiss her husband. They were besties and she misses her, even though the sister Tara has a drug problem and tried to fuck her man. But Hey, your sister's your sister, your sister, your sister. So, um, Oh, wait, Linda. Did she mention the Alfa Romeo part? Did I miss it? What Alfa Romeo part? Maybe I missed it. Because I don't remember any type of Alfa Romeo part. So fill me in. So <clears throat> she really wants, Christiana really wants Tara in her life. She wants her bestie back. And she wants her bestie to like be a part of her wedding and her life and all the things. And so after she finished her cigarette, she goes back into the venue. Chris says, hey, to rewind, but Linda, did you see when Stan referred to God as, oh, yeah, the Alpha Romeo instead of the Alpha and Omega? Do y'all know that God? <laughs> Crystal, you know what? There was too much going on in that church. I do remember that Alpha Romeo, the car versus the alpha and the omega. And that's why I said it was such a weird scene because you could tell that those two have never stepped a foot in church in their lives. I just don't believe it. So it was super awkward, even the praying part. That's why he got all flustered when he kept getting answered. It was like he was about to explode. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he was like so out of his element. But then on the flip side, I did say, and thank you, Crystal, for the super chat. I appreciate you so very much. Guys, if you're, I always forget to mention, if you're watching on YouTube, I do have super chats and super stickers. So feel free to support this show if you can. Um, there was, Crystal, there was so much going on in their section that I just, I just could only do so much. I could only do so much. So 
Back to John and Christiana. So she comes back from her smoke break, you guys. And here's where I was like, oh no, this, oh no, someone needs to go and get a job and save, I don't know. I'm not married. You all that are married, you can tell me. But when he had a thousand dollar tab, which was his deposit for the place. And he pulled out the first credit card and said, we're going to put 500 on this credit card. He pulled out the second credit card and said, we're going to put 300 on this credit card. And then he pulled a third credit card and said, we'll put two. I was like, oh no, this is a bad start. Oh, so are you going to be maxed out at five, three and 200 on your credit cards? Because uh, you still have to buy the non-alcohol and all the things. So how is that going to work? Ooh, just gave me, I don't, and I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what you do. Maybe you, I don't know, you guys, I just, $500, are we in, you guys call it college, are we in university again, where you get, like, okay, let me just not start. I just feel like, I don't know, I have a, a lot of thoughts about that, but let me just shut my mouth and move on. So, <clears throat> Christiana tells John that she really wants Tara to be a part of the wedding. John doesn't like it. I feel like John is hiding something. I feel like he did more than he told Christiana. And that's why he doesn't want the sister anywhere around. But instead he says, you know what? I don't think that's a good idea. She's probably off smoking crack or doing drugs or whatever, tweaking. You know, she's a bad influence on you and all the things. So I don't think that's a great idea. Um, and then that little side thing that they did and we found out that John can twerk with you. You know dang well that John does not know how to twerk, okay? He didn't show us, he just said it and did like a weird, that is not twerking, okay? But I would I would have paid to see him twerk or attempt to twerk. So Christiana meets with her mom uh, for the final dress fitting. And it's her first dress from her first wedding didn't fit. So she wore her prison shorts and John's jacket and was barefoot. I wasn't part of the show, like not part of the show, but I wasn't covering the show at that time. So I definitely did not see it, but I did see the little replay that they did. And that did not sound sexy at all, like at all. Um, and so She's really excited about this new, having this wedding and, and the wedding fitting and having her mom a part of it and all the things. And I was really happy for her too. And I was a little nervous, right? I was a little nervous because she's getting ready. She's saying that the wedding colors are pink and white. Um, and the wedding's like a week away. And as she's getting ready, the mom is like, oh, I thought Tara was gonna be here. Where's Tara? I don't know, I invited her, she's not here. And so the mom calls. And when I say the mom is savage, the mom is savage. So the mom calls. She gets the voicemail. She's like, hey, Tara, it's Mama Bear. Put that pipe down and answer the damn phone. I was shocked. I was like, oh, she went from hey to like Rawr! in 30 seconds or less. And it was hilarious to me. Then she said, um, I'm gonna send someone down there to your door and bang, bang, bang. This show, this show is so funny. <laughs> and then, then it was, there was a whole to camera, the Jesus versus the devil on each of your shoulder and who's stronger, Jesus? or the devil with the pipe. <laughs> I was like, I was like, does Tammy? No, Mama Karen, because Tammy is coming up with these one-liners, like this is how she speaks. And you know, the thriller for Manila is my favorite. And so I cannot even, like all of it, all of it, all of it. <laughs> Bang, bang, bang. Anyhow, let me try to not be laughing this whole time. Okay, so 
Christiana comes out. She looks beautiful. Her dress was beautiful. The sparkles, the train, all of it. She looked beautiful. You could tell her hair even looked like clean and fresh. Uh, the tiara, all of it looked amazing. She looked beautiful. And she, you know, by the sounds of the barefooted prison short jacket situation, this by far is a much better fairy tale for her. Um, but she, you know, she's really disappointed that her sister's a no-show, worried that her sister's, you know, on drugs again, um, and really just wants her family to be there for her dream wedding. And then Brittany and Marcelino, there wasn't really a lot going on with these two. However, I can't wait till tomorrow's episode, because when they just, first of all, okay, first of all, here's the thing. Okay, let me let me just say this. Now, let me just do it in pro proper order so I don't get sidetracked. So Marce Marcelino just got back. He took off. He was super mad at her for keeping him in the dark, keeping secrets. You know, they already have trust issues, all the things. And so he's still mad, but he comes home. She apologizes. They get to talking, which I love. I feel like so far with all the couples, even though they have trust issues, they have the best communication, right? So they communicate their feelings in the moment, which I think is so important in a relationship. So she apologizes for not telling him all the things that she should have told them before she told anyone else. Um, but she's decided that she wants to confront Robert. They want, she wants to go there and find out what's going on. Maybe he still has some of the money, all the things, but you know, she's a, she knows that he's a druggie and druggies are unpredictable. And so she wants to make sure that they keep that in the back of their mind. So her sister comes over, Kayla comes over to take care of the babies and Brittany and Marcel Marcelina are going to roll up to Robert's house. They're going to roll up and they're going to get all the things. Now here's the thing that was confusing to me. Why did you buy like all the furniture and the fridge and the security and the cameras and all the things for that house? If it was for your nonprofit and you guys were looking for a place to rent for this sober living house, I'm confused. Why did you buy all this, this stuff for his empty house with the nonprofit money, the 80,000 went like, make it make sense. Anyhow. Very weird. So they're going to go get all their stuff. They pull up. And by the time they pull up, uh, Kanan and her man, Brandon, are there with the moving truck. She's got lease in hand. She's got her receipts. But she ain't got a key to the house? What? You have a lease. You have your receipts. You have the foresight to get a U-Haul, but you don't have the key to the house. And then when you get there, the dude's door is wide open. He knows why you're there. Why don't you bum rush if you actually are on the lease? I don't, like I had so many questions. Why can't you get in? And why didn't you get in when you had the chance? Why were you just like sauntering? All of y'all could have bum rushed the open door, gone in and got the stuff and not been in trouble because you're on the lease. Now you didn't do that. So now you're like banging on the door and he says he's not doing this today and he's not dealing with this and all the things and woo, woo, woo. Well, can't Kanan just pull out her key and open the door? And if she doesn't have a key, all I know is I'm not, what I'm not about to do is stand here and yell through the, through the door because that would make me angrier. Okay. If I bought all the shit and I'm on the lease and you're not letting me in, that would make me angrier. And I'm just going to call the cops and the cops are going to come. They're going to knock on the door. You're probably going to get arrested because you're busy doing crystal meth with all the druggies in there and it's going to be a mess. So either you let me into the house on my knock, knock, knock. I'm here to get the stuff because you know what you did. And you're lucky that you're, you know, I'm not going to beat your ass. I'm just going to get this stuff. So let's do that real quick. And if not, I'm calling the 911 and the police are going to come and, and we'll sort it that way. All the extra stuff doesn't make sense to me. I'm not about to, I'm not having a screaming match with you. You're not locking me out of somewhere where my name's on the lease. Then to find out that you guys are getting evicted anyways, like what? No, thank you.
Not today. Not today. Midway Crystal says, technically, is she says what I'm saying. Technically, if she's on the lease, she should be able to call the landlord or the cops to let her in. Um, but they're criminals, so they do they don't take the easy way out. Those are facts, Crystal. Those are facts. Now, <clears throat> puppy and, and Amber with the Mustang, FYI again, Mustang City. They meet up for brunch. Uh, I guess puppy called. She realized that she missed Amber and wanted to see her. They haven't seen each other since they broke up. They've known each other for five years. And apparently five years in prison terms means like 50 years. So they're super close. They love each other. And they're so close. She's family. Um, so... Poppy talks about her feelings being hurt and that, you know, Amber should have been there for her and she shouldn't judge her for not having her shit together and all the things. And my understanding is like, you know, Puppy was a super alky and Amber couldn't deal with it because Amber's trying to like live a straight life. So she had to do what was best for her from my understanding of it so far. Um, then they talk a little about Puppy's mom and, you know, Puppy's name is Michelle, you guys. I'm just... I want to throw that out there. I'm going to throw that out there. Like we could just call her Michelle. I feel like when I talk about make better choices, Michelle is like a whole new you. Puppy sounds very inmate-ish. Not cute. Like, hey, puppy. Hey, girl. Hey. No, it sounds like, what up? I'm puppy. You know what I mean? I'm just saying you could just be Michelle, and Michelle could have a whole fresh start. That's just my personal opinion. Anyhow, um... Amber tells her that, you know, you need to check in with your mom. She's not doing so well and she's super worried about you and all the things. And, oh, by the way, you know, you and your boo should get with me and my boo and we should do a double date. Now, I don't know about you all, but I'm going to tell you this. This right here is not a good idea. You and your ex-girlfriend, who you just started talking to again, who you know has some substance abuse issues and is with this Eric dude who seems, and I haven't even gone to Eric yet, but Eric seems like a hot friggin' mess. You and your dude are just getting back together. And my understanding, he's a little bit of a cheater, cheater, two by four. So how was, how are the four of you going to make good choices together? What is that date going to look like? What what's are you going to go mini golfing? Like Anyhow, puppy agrees to the double date and uh, goes back to the house, pulls up in her Mustang. I don't know why I'm being like that, but I am. And uh <laughs> Puppy doesn't like Sammy which, okay, but I don't like Eric. I think Eric is the worst. So she pulls up to the house knowing that she's violating her parole. She's on parole for the next 15 years, but she wants to live with Eric because if she lives with her mom where she's paroled out to, she feels like she's going to go crazy. So she thinks it's a better idea to live with this dude who... I don't know. He also is giving me some like 100% controlling narcissist, not a good look vibes, but I don't know. We don't have, I don't have enough context, but what I do know is that I got distracted by the big ring on Eric's finger, the nails, not all the nails, just like the snork, snorkane, <laughs> the snorting corkane. What? See? God is telling me not to talk shit right now. That's why the words are not coming out of my mouth. But I'm going to do it anyways. The ring, the nails, the long nails that, you know, some people say that people have long nails, especially men, so that they can snort cocaine. 
Then he had these like 1988 chains on. They were definitely not platinum, but they weren't gold. They were like some weird grayish kind of coppery nonsense. Then he his hair was like messing me up. I was like, is that a line? Like they did the lines in the 80s in his hair. But then the top part is balding. And then you have ripped jeans on. What era are we working with? Your Mac jacket? Like what, what's happening right now? What, what look are we going for right now? What trend are we following? Are we like, I peaked in the 80s and I'm going to rock this because I, because some people are like that, right? They peak in their, whatever year they felt they were the flyest and that's what they wear. Are you doing that, Eric? Or are you like, are you trying to be hip hop? But it's like, not. I, what would you call that? Anyways, that took me about five minutes to figure out that whole situation. But he's mad. So he's mad that she didn't tell him that she was going out to breakfast with her ex and that he should really know about those things. And he wants to know if something's going on with them. And when she said that they miss each other, he got all heated. And he's like, well, there's that. Is there something going on? Is there more to the story that I need to know? Eric, calm the fuck down. You're doing the most. You're being super jealous. Again, like I'm trying to figure out what exactly you're bringing to the table. Because like mm, this whole jealousy thing gets old super quick. And you've only been on my TV for two minutes and you're already irritating me. So I don't know what your story is, but you're going to need to cut this out immediately. Then he says, and I, this is my question to you all, because I definitely have a take on it. So Eric's mad. Eric's like, he doesn't like the relationship, the friendship between puppy and Amber. He feels like no one's friends with their exes. And he's definitely not friends with any of his exes. I wonder why Eric. So, Question to you all in the live chat. And if you're watching the replay, question to you guys, let me know in the comments. Can you be friends with your ex? Can exes be friends? Strictly just friends. I want to know what you think. So that's all happening. Um, he decides that, yeah, I guess he'll go on this double date. He's not looking forward to it, but he's going to go. And she is a little worried about his anger issues and whether he's going to buck up when he's there, but she's going to see and try to make it work. She gets up to go in the house and he screams for her to cook him some breakfast. I love Eric. He's great. Better set day says not from my experience. Stevie says, Hey Stevie, Yes, in the right circumstances. And Crystal says, all his exes probably have restraining orders on him. So there's that. <laughs> Crystal says, and we can afford the Ray-Bans these days. We don't need proof on the glasses. <laughs> oh, hey, Esperé. Hey, girl, hey. Esperé is one of my faves out in Amsterdam. Hey, girl, hey. Um, sometimes, but not most of the time. This is what I think. I think that I think that if you were in a healthy relationship and it just didn't work out and you went your separate ways and there has been some, some significant time in between that exes can sometimes be friends. And I agree with S. Foray that sometimes you can be friends, but most of the time you cannot. You're going to just have to wish, like Darcy says, wish them the best, all the happiness, all the joy from afar. But when there's, you know, extra texting going on or like, what's her face? What's this girl's name? The blonde, you guys. I'm still learning everyone's name. But when she's calling her ex while she's married, that is not a good look. Those two are not friends. Those two are going to bang. And that's how that's going to go. So overall, I think it's the best idea to just, if it's, it's not a thing, then it shouldn't be a thing. But occasionally, Lacey, thank you guys, Lacey. 
Hey, Dustin. Hey, Lacey. Exactly. Lacey is not friends with her ex. Those two are up to no good, period. So be friends with your exes with caution. That's all I have to say. Guys, it's been a great show. Um, uh, what do we got going on? So Patreon subscribers, guys, wherever you're watching, take a minute to hit that thumbs up. That would totally help me. And it's free. It's free. For free, free. I'm free. I'm Darcy and I'm free. Okay, enough about that. Um, Patreon subscribers, the Charlie and Meg interview is live for you guys. Um, YouTube people, I may be releasing it on YouTube. I haven't decided yet. Uh, tomorrow, Patreon subscribers, we're doing news and gossip. And just like last week was a doozy, this week is a doozy. I've been sitting on it, sitting on it, and sitting on it. And I gave you guys a sneak peek, I think on Monday's show. Okay, come closer, you guys. Come closer. Closer! When I tell you tomorrow's news and gossip is explosive, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I have had conversations with, I have a mentor. I had a conversation with my mentor because you know, when you have such tea that you know that it's going to be explosive, it's that type. Look at me. I'm, I'm clutching my pearls. This Steven with the V T that I have, I, I literally had to sit on it for a week. You guys, because I, first of all, was shook. And second of all, I had I have to present it in a way where I I have to present it in a way that I can control the crazy of it all. So you guys make sure you're there tomorrow, 8 p.m. We'll be doing news and gossip. And then uh, I'll see you guys. Have an amazing weekend. It's October 1st, which means it's lattes pumpkin spice and everything nice make sure if you're a huge halloween fan that you are getting all the halloween stuff you know what i want to do i'm not a halloween person at all period but i just finished watching what's the netflix show that everyone's talking about that i think is totally crazy and i'm on like episode five and i am shook by it it stresses me all the way out you know what show i'm talking about I'm going to tell you as soon as I find it because it's in my stories. Um, please hold the line as I get my life together here. It is Squid Games. If you guys have some extra time, go ahead and look up Squid Games. The show is crazy. It's like number one right now on Netflix. And it is insane. It's it, it's stressed. I'm stressed out watching the show, but I can't stop watching it. I'm stressed, but I'm addicted. And I'm probably going to finish it this evening because I'm so addicted. I'm so addicted to the show that yesterday I was so tired that I didn't actually get up and go to my bed. I fell asleep on my couch because I was kept watching the show and have you ever watched a show you guys and you're so tired you know you should go to bed but you keep watching it and then you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're like the show's still playing so then you rewind it so that you can get back to the place where you fell asleep you start watching it again and, you fall, and then you just have to give up because you know what um it's just it's gonna be a wrap uh esferay says it was good. See, I'm not all the way done, so I don't want any spoilers, but it's crazy, crazy, crazy good. So I highly recommend it. And maybe I should do an after show about it and we should talk about it because it's mind blowing. Anyways, you guys, I have a happy weekend. I will see you guys all on Monday and Patreon subscribers. I will see you. Isn't Lydia with me? What does that mean, Raydella? Isn't Lydia with me? I don't know what that means. Hit me up. Hit me up, Raydella. Hit me up. See you guys. Happy weekend. See you guys on Monday. Patreon subscribers, I will see you on tomorrow. 
Oh my God, you know what I forgot to do is this. For all you stragglers who are straggling with me and chit-chatting with me, uh, I forgot to tell you guys, guess who's out of jail? Destiny, Destiny Samantha Folsom Dawn, age 30, uh, who has a bunch of different aliases, Star, Piglet, Tinkerbell, Tweakerbell, Destino, Destiny, Don Folsom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Long, long Folsom. Anyways, she went to jail uh, this past August. Uh, she was sentenced to a bunch of days. And apparently, she's out. She's out of custody. And her booking date was June 1st. Uh, she was scheduled to be released August the 27th. So, you know, she's been out for a minute, I guess. But she's out. And so, Sean, if shit ain't working out with Sarah, Destiny is back. Hey, girl, hey. Okay. And on that note, good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>